Have you been scared off from buying a house because rates have been frighteningly high? The Sharp Mortgage Team in Winston-Salem can help make it feel far less spooky. There are many programs available now that can keep your mortgage payment from making you want to scream. You will dread it if you don't call for more information today because Halloween is right around the corner. With the Sharp Mortgage Team, there are no tricks, and they will treat you and the zombies you love like family. You're listening to the Eat, Drink, Triad podcast, the podcast of the Triad Food and Beverage Coalition. We bring the restaurant and bar community to you, discussing issues that may impact not only Triad food and beverage businesses, but the public they serve. Let's open the menu and see what are today's specials. I'm Algernon Cash, and this is Eat, Drink, Triad, your number one source for everything that's happening right here in your backyard with locally owned restaurants, bars, breweries, and distilleries. I'm so excited about the conversation that we're going to have today, because as you know, despite the fact I am, I've sort of committed myself to this idea of eating meatless in the moment, um, but I still love barbecue. I'm, I'm actually a statewide judge for the whole hog, whole hog barbecue series with the North Carolina Port Council. So I'm a huge supporter of barbecue. Um, the North Carolina Port Council is also a huge supporter of Eat, Drink, Triad, um, and they support what we do. They are a sponsor. And so when I heard that the Lexington Barbecue Festival was officially returning, um, that is the premier place where you can get the world's best queue right in Lexington, right in our backyard. Um, people come from all over to participate in this festival. I got so excited and I had to get the organizers of the Barbecue Festival to come right here to Eat, Drink, Triad and give us an update on what we can expect Saturday, October 22nd in Uptown Lexington. The barbecue festival is back. Stephanie, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having us, Algernon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. And I'm also meeting a new friend, Cecil, who's with the Barbecue Center. Stephanie, give us a quick introduction of Cecil. Help us to understand the role he plays with the barbecue festival. Sure. So Cecil and his family own the barbecue center here in Lexington. It's a it's an incredible restaurant, a very busy restaurant, popular restaurant. And um, of course, they're serving up uh one of the many places in Lexington that serves up the world best barbecue. And so I'll definitely want to introduce, uh, let Cecil tell you a little bit about himself and uh, the restaurant. Yes, yeah, Cecil, why don't you kick in a little bit and just sort of give my audience an overview of the restaurant. And um, Stephanie tells me, you know, all the history associated with the barbecue festival. So we want to be educated today. Oh, oh, what I don't know, we'll make up. Um, Anyway, uh, our restaurant started in 1955 as an outlet for our dairy center. We uh, weren't selling much ice cream back in the winters of, the, of that time. So we, uh, some of the guys started putting shoulders out on, on a pit outside, and that took off. And in 1961, we moved two blocks down the street to our current location um, with indoor pits, and we've been selling barbecue and, and ice cream ever since. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then what about the, the actual festival? How did that all come about here in, in Lexington? Well, Stephanie's mom and a, and a newspaper, local newspaper editor, Joe Sink, decided we probably need to celebrate Lexington in some really cool way. And uh, they came up with an idea of celebrating barbecue. And they got together, beat around some ideas. Then they started bringing other festival, re other local restaurants in. And my dad happened to be one of those, one of those people they uh, contacted. And and from there, it took off, and uh, we've been participating ever since. 
That's pretty cool. You know, one of my really close friends, um, BJ Murphy, he is the former mayor of Kinston. And we have a long running debate and battle on who has the best barbecue. Is it Eastern or Lexington? Of course, I'm a huge, huge fan of Lexington barbecue. For my audience that maybe have never been to the Lexington Barbecue Festival, Cecil, can they expect different types of barbecue? Is it just all Lexington barbecue? What can we expect? No, we're here to celebrate our style, Lexington style barbecue, which is the pork shoulder. Uh, we cook ours over over hickory and oak coals for 10 to 12 hours. And we have our uh, red, thin red dip that permeates all through the meat. We, we, we put red slaw on the side, which is basically the same ingredients uh, as the dip with mixed with cabbage. And then we top ours off with uh, a sweeter form of hush puppy. As the season changes here in the triad, so does the feeling of being outdoors. The humidity lessens, the mosquitoes start to disappear. It's just more comfortable. But as those things drop, so do the temperatures. So how do you make sure you can still enjoy being outside? Well, here's a solution. How about a screened-in porch with a fireplace? I feel more relaxed just reading that sentence. Our friends at Icon Custom Builders have been transforming homes in the triad since 2005 and can help clients enjoy their homes year-round through all seasons. Whatever is on your wish list, large or small, Icon can help. You dream it, and their full-service design-build team can turn it into reality by guiding you through every step of the process. Just visit their website, iconcustombuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. Okay, see, so we got to move on back to Stephanie because you're making me hungry. I, we, we, can't, we can't keep having all, all these conversations about barbecue, and I don't have any barbecue right in front of me right now. Stephanie, I heard Cecil mention that your mom was instrumental in getting this started, and now you're sort of carrying the legacy forward. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, the, Cecil had it right. The, um, the, the editor, the publisher, not the editor, the publisher of the um, newspaper at the time, The Dispatch, which was owned by the New York Times at the time, uh, reached out to my mom, who was um, heavily involved in several nonprofit organizations and was the director of the Civic Center at the time. He reached out to her and just said, Kay, I'd like for you to help me um, come up with something we can celebrate in Lexington. And so they did some feasibility studies. They did some uh, held some focus groups. And ultimately, they determined barbecue uh, needed to be the star of the show. And so that's how it started. And my mom was the director for, um, she died right before the 20th anniversary. She had, um, she was 53. She had a sudden um, heart arrhythmia and mm. basically fainted and, and passed away. So it was very unexpected and sudden. I mean, at the time I was actually working with her. I had moved back to Lexington. I graduated from East Carolina University, go Pirates. And um, had worked with her, fortunately, for several years. And so uh, when this when this happened, she died in June leading up to the 20, what would have been the 20th anniversary of the festival. Um, I was committed to um, the city manager and and everyone involved that I would at least see the festival through that 20th anniversary. And of course, I'm still here today. So, um, you know, I just think it's a really cool opportunity for me. Uh, and everybody involved to honor those that came before us, whether that's my mom or Cecil's dad, uh, Sonny, who uh, was very, Cecil's dad was incredibly instrumental in making sure that the festival was a success from day one. And um, Cecil, what year did your dad pass? Uh, he was, he passed in 2013. 
Yeah. Wow. So we lost some legends along the way. And um, so it's really special when we can, we can pull this festival together every year. Well, Stephanie, you and I have more in common than I realized. I knew both of us love barbecue, but um, my daughter is at ECU. She's in her second year, so she's a sophomore down there. She also likes barbecue, so um, we'll see if we can get her back from Greenville, maybe for the barbecue festival on the, the 22nd. You, you know, you mentioned that you all have been hosting the festival every year, but you actually have missed the last couple of years because of COVID. Um Talk about the impact that's made to the festival and maybe even some of these restaurants that rely so heavily on the festival. Well, Go ahead. Sure. Well, you know, October certainly is one of our busiest months and uh, festival days are probably our busiest day of the year. So missing that for two years in a row hasn't been great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we've been able to overcome. The thing this, the festival has done for us over the past 38 years is that they our name's been out there. So it's, it is a one day festival. These people come around year round and that, and that helped support us through the last, last two, two and a half years. And certainly we've been grateful for that. And, you know, it kept us going, you know, we, we didn't have the big day we had, but, you know, we still have, we're, we're continuing to be busy. Uh, we were able to reach out and do some community service. There are those two the Octobers that we were down. So we, we've been able to keep our name out there and active in the community. And now we, you know, we're ready to start back again. And we look forward to be as, Big, if not bigger than it's ever been. This show is presented by The Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at The Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if the Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. You, you know, Stephanie, we, we've seen some festivals and some large scale events completely go away. I know right here in my backyard in Winston-Salem, there, there are several things that we were doing pre-COVID that have just not returned for one reason or another. Some of it is about funding and money and not being able to find sponsors and a multitude of things. At, at any point, was there some real risk that Lexington might not never have a barbecue festival again? I don't think so. I, you know, I just based on my conversations with the team players and that's certainly Cecil and the folks with all the official restaurants, Smokey Joe's, Speedy's Barbecue and Stamey's and Tyro, uh, they were always committed to uh, bringing this festival back. Um, however, you know, that the festival is free admission. So we require lots of sponsorships and lots of partnerships to, to successfully pull this off. So Cecil and all the restaurant folks handle all the barbecue and then I handle the rest. And so um, it has been a challenge the last couple of years, but, but uh, in speaking with our city manager, um, there was never a doubt that we needed to bring this festival back. It's too important. It's too important for um, the uptown merchants and the economic impact that it that it has on our restaurants and our, not just the barbecue restaurants, but all the restaurants, the hotels are full. Um, 
you know, establishments are having some, some are having their biggest day of the year. So uh, it's important that we, um, that we come back and uh, stronger than ever. And so we've been actually delighted at the, at the level of support that we've received. I mean, the city was on board immediately, um, but you know, our sponsors have been on board too. And it really takes the sponsors and the barbecue uh, to make it all barbecue restaurants to make it all happen. And, you know, I, I know former mayor Newell Clark, who's also a personal friend of mine. He's been on the show numerous times. So my audience knows who he is. He's always talked about the impact, the economic impact of the barbecue festival on the community. I was actually talking just last week with Morgan over at the visitor center. She was talking a lot about the, the barbecue festival and the fact that it's coming up here soon. Just real quickly from my audience that maybe have never been before, might not know a lot about the festival. Talk about some of the numbers, Stephanie. I mean, what true, what is the impact of this festival on a small community like Lexington? So, you know, it's an influx of, um, of activity. And again, as I mentioned, you know, the restaurants are full, um, the bars downtown are full, uh, some goose and the monkey, this will be their first time experiencing a festival. And I think they're going to love it. Um, so, it's just an incredible day. We did a study. I want to say it was about 10 years ago and the estimated economic impact was eight to $10 million. Mm. That is um, because of the festival. And so um, that's impressive for a one day event. And um, you know, it just takes a lot of work and a lot of team players to make this happen. Uh, But the economic impact I think um, is the biggest driver for us all. And certainly showcasing and highlighting the heritage of the barbecue, um, you know, those are really two important factors that we want to continue. Now, those are big numbers for certainly a small community like Lexington. And as you said, just a one day event, I'm, I'm sure um, Tara Green, she might want you to do the barbecue festival for a week. Um, not not just one day if you're if you're generating those kind of numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cecil, beyond the numbers, I, I mean, this sounds like it's going to be a really fun day. You know, everything kicks off at 830 um, it's free, as Stephanie just mentioned. You also have a concert that's going to be happening in the evening after the barbecue festival. Cecil, talk a little bit about the impact this has on the community, just just the social a- aspect of what you all do down in Lexington. Well, um, one, one number we did leave out is uh, we have the largest city in North Carolina that one day. Mm-hmm. So, so look, that's how many people we're bringing into town. And they, they um, you know, they get to experience what we have here and it's like i said earlier it's crowded it's 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 busy that day but they come back at other times of the year when it's less so and they really see what our what our community has to offer i mean we have the winery we have the the breweries the cideries the, the other restaurants uh smaller restaurants that are up in the uptown area so we we all been it's not just a barbecue benefit that day it benefits it benefits everyone and you know to hit 10 million dollars for a, a single a single day economic impact I mean that that involves hotels, gas stations, uh, grocery stores. You name it. Everyone everyone is touched positively this day. And the really cool thing about it, and how our our city handles this, at about eleven or twelve o'clock that night, the main street's clear. You drive down it, you wouldn't know anything happened. Hmm. So we get this thing in and out in in twenty four hours. So we, it just shows everything that Lexington really has to offer. Now, how kind of a, a growing city we are, and you know. We're not too far from Charlotte. We're not too far from Greensboro. We're really not that far from Raleigh. So, and we're certainly centrally located in the state. So, there's a, a really a lot of neat benefits you can you can have. And you know, the, the festival's done a great job over the last you know 38 years of showing this off. 
And, uh, and like I say, everyone's really benefited from it, not just the barbecue restaurant. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals, such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kid's college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. 38 years, that is a very long time. And, um, you know, my audience knows that I am a huge fan of Lexington. For me not to live there, I'm a big cheerleader for you all. I've watched a lot of the progress over the last 10 years in your uptown area. I've been very impressed with the growth that you all have seen, especially in and around your depot district. I'm huge fans of Goose and the Monkey and Bull City Cider and Poor Folks Provisions. So I I just love what you all are doing down there. Um, For my audience, I have it on my calendar. I will be there October 22nd. I will be at the Lexington Barbecue Festival. I hope you will come down and meet me there and check out some of the world's best barbecue, meet Cecil, meet some of the um, restaurants that are participating. Keep in mind, because I always want to clarify, I think a lot of people think the Lexington Barbecue Festival is a competition. There's no cook-offs going on. This is just about celebrating good barbecue and showcasing great restaurants. So you want to be down there for that. Again, that's October 22nd, kicks off at 8.30. Plus, they have a a concert that will be happening from 6 to 9 um, Stephanie, before I let you go, my audience, if they wanted to get more information, website, where do they, where do they find that at? So our website is uh, the barbecue festival and spell out barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E festival.com. Uh, and that'll certainly take you there. You can go to the city's website or visit Lexington and everybody kind of will, will shoot it to the festival website. But, uh, and I would just echo what Cecil said, you know, we have some incredible restaurants throughout the, throughout the, the city. Uh, and we have some incredible uh, merchants too. Our shopping is fabulous. And uh, I think the visitors that haven't been here yet will come and then we hope they'll come back. And um, one thing I did want to mention too, Algernon, is that the, the trains are stopping. They're making their special one, one a, once a year stop in Lexington. Eventually that'll be a full-time stop, but eight trains will be stopping in Lexington on the day of the festival. And you can um, get more information at our website about that and purchase your tickets from Charlotte and Raleigh and points in between. Wow. Well, uh, you, you know, I've got a handful of listeners that might be that far out. So if you're in Raleigh or Charlotte, you don't want to make the drive. There's no excuse why you, you have to miss the barbecue festival. You can jump on a train and get down to Lexington as well. 
Um, and in case you cannot, if you get down there and you just can't eat barbecue all day, if you're not like me, I can eat barbecue all day. I can start in the morning and I can go all day with it. But if you can't do it all day, Stephanie mentioned there are some great restaurants also in the backyard right in Lexington. Um, you can go check out Sophie's Cork and Ale. Chef John Wilson is the Eat Drink Restaurant Week champion. He's also our Burger Week champion, has a great menu down there. So you can go check him out. Um, as well as several other restaurants and breweries down in Lexington that are all members of our Eat, Drink, Triad program. So we encourage you to go do that. Stephanie, I'm looking forward to fellowshipping with you all again. The date, Saturday, October 22nd. Everything kicks off at 8.30. Concert happening from 6 to 9 in the evening. That's the Lexington Barbecue Festival. I encourage my audience to go find out more about it on social media, Facebook, go to their website, and you can get a full itinerary of what you can expect on the 22nd. Um, and to my audience, I always appreciate you listening to Eat, Drink, Triad. Make sure you stay tuned to WTOV. That is where the show broadcasts every Sunday morning at 7.30. But if you happen to miss us there, hopefully you're subscribed to our podcast. You can download that on Apple, Spotify, or Pandora. Wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, you can find the Eat, Drink, Triad show there. And as always, make sure you follow Eat, Drink, Triad on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next time, y'all stay locked in. Opinions of this podcast are solely those of the contributors and are not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be used or reproduced without the express written consent of the Triad Food and Beverage Coalition.